from all of us at the Podcast Arcade Network, happy holidays. Hello, this is Eddie Fossler of the Daydream Instruction Manual Podcast. Thank you to everyone who's listened to us this year. Have a great holiday, a safe new year, and something that comes after new year. Happy St. Patrick's Day! This is Mike. And this is Bart. From the Daydream Instruction Manual, and from all of us at DIM, we wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. This is Billy. This is Anthony. This is Ben from Underground Inc. And we like you, listeners, so we're going to give you to the count of ten. To get your ugly, stinking, yellow-bellied, no-good keister out of here. Before we pump you full of lead. One. Two. Ten. <laughs> Keep the change. You filthy podcast listeners. Merry Christmas. And a happy new year. Hey, Carl D. Smith here. And this is Jeff from Make Eternia Great Again. And we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Pat. And this is Andy with Paranormal Dads. And from all of us at Paranormal Dads, we'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Hi, this is Eddie. And Justin. And... <laughs> Let's do that again. <clears throat> okay. This is Eddie. And Justin. And from both of us at Falcon Punch Thunder Dads, we're wishing you a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Geek Vice wishes you a Merry Christmas. And a Happy Hanukkah. Oy vey. that was awesome thank you for joining us for the podcast arcade christmas special that's a wrap boys okay that was awesome getting all of us podcasts together for a christmas special was a great idea dude i totally agree it's a shame we can't do this more often Oh, snap! It's Krampus! Surprise! Surprise! Podcast Arcade! I'm here to wreck your holiday and make you weenies cry like the babies you really are. What? I thought Doug and Eddie banished him with their last Christmas special. Banished? Wow, you boys really do give yourselves too much credit. I simply grew bored and decided to chill out for a while. You know, a little time for Krampus to take care of Krampus. But as I chilled, I started to think to myself, Hey, Krampus, you're a hip dude. You get all the babes. You like to wreck people's lives who don't have the Christmas spirit. And you have excellent taste in fermented cheeses. Why are you letting these two podcasters make you look like a lame holiday figure? So that's why I'm back. I'm here to wreck your holiday by banishing you. Seems to me one of you is lacking the holiday spirit. Wait, which one? I'm pretty sure all of us love the holidays. Honestly... I could do without them. John, really? What? I just don't care for the holidays that much. I mean, the time off of work is nice, but everything else is just too much for me. I think it's fair to say I hate the holidays. No! Yes!
which gives me an opening to send the entire podcast arcade to a place where no one will find you, a place where you'll never be able to leave, unless the one among you who doubts the power of the holidays truly embraces the spirit of the season, which will never happen because this guy is a giant grouch. <laughs> John, quick, say you love the holidays. I can't get banished. I have a family, a job, a fantasy football league. Man, it ain't that easy. I can't go from hating something to loving something in like zero seconds. Yes! Embrace your doubt. <laughs> Goodbye, Podcast Arcade. <laughs> the entire Podcast Arcade is transported through a mysterious tunnel that appeared out of nowhere to a different place, a different time. Hello, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Arcadia, the spirit of the podcast arcade, and I'll be your narrator and guide for the Podcast Arcade Christmas Special. Special. As Krampus promised, all of the hosts of every podcast of the Podcast Arcade were transported to a place and time where their transformative magic of Christmas is alive and well. Let's see. I can hear the sound of street vendors, Christmas bells, horse-drawn carriages, and Christmas carols in the distance. Let's see if we can find the guys and see if they can figure out where they are. I feel like how your shoes look. I'd be upset, but damn, my shoes are ugly. If I was a gambling person, which depends on the day, I think we're somewhere in the mid-1800s. Hmm, Georgian and Victorian architecture. I feel like I've been here before. It sort of looks like we may be in London. Well, wherever we are, Billy won the lottery. <laughs> look how cool he looks. Looks like the friggin' Grim Reaper. If we do end up being stuck here forever, at least I get to look insanely awesome. I agree with Mike. I think we are in London, and by the look of things, definitely in the early to mid-1800s. If we're really here, it's thanks to Krampus. And John. Yeah, thanks, buddy. And John. Then we should probably split up and see how this story unfolds. Whoa, what's happening? 
Guys! Where are you guys? I can't see anything. At that very moment, a thick fog rolled away, transporting the friends to the various times and locations for their part in the story. <coughs> guys! <coughs> Where are you? Oh, there's a desk. Oh, hey, John. Hey, buddy. Where are we and why are we wearing these clothes? Are we in some kind of old-timey office or something? Oh, wait. Someone's coming through the door. Good morning, Mr. Scrooge. Mr. Cratchit, you both look splendid as ever. Did he see my shoes? I'm visiting to see if you'd consider making a donation to the less fortunate this holiday season. Wait a minute. You just called me Mr. Scrooge. And he's Mr. Cratchit? Why, yes, sir, I did. Aren't you Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge, the most wealthy man in London? Dude, he thinks we're in a Christmas carol. Suddenly, the man at Scrooge's door and everyone outside completely freeze, motionless and silent, as Krampus appears. Okay, fools, so here's the deal. You guys gotta play this whole story out to my satisfaction, or you'll be doomed to live and relive this story for the rest of eternity. A guy who hates Christmas's version of hell. A guy who hates Christmas's version. Look at the big brains on Aaron. Oops. I mean, Bob Cratchit. Listen, boys, get this right, or you and your podcast arcade friends will be living out this story for the rest of your days. <laughs> Bye, losers. Dude. First, we were Ghostbusters. Now we're being Scrooged by Krampus. And if we don't pull this off, we're going to be Groundhog day This is like a Bill Murray overdose or something. If we screw this up, we'll never see our friends and family again. Oy vey. Oy vey. We find John, I mean Scrooge, walking home alone in the cold winter night. Jovial laughter and the music and sounds of Christmas Eve celebrations fill the night. But Scrooge is resolute in his solitude, in the cold. Okay, so the entire podcast arcade is stranded in the story of a Christmas carol. This is really happening, and it seems like it's up to me not to mess this up. Just then, Scrooge notices Andy, uh, I mean, his nephew Fred, walking the opposite direction towards a Christmas party. Andy, who are you supposed to be in this story? I'm your nephew Fred, and while I know you're no fan of the holidays, I still want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge. It may not have made me rich, but I say God bless it. Oh yeah, what does Scrooge say in this part? Oh yeah, anybody that loves Christmas can go to hell and die! Whoa, that's a little intense. I mean, you went straight to 11 on that one. Aren't you supposed to say bah humbug or something like that? I think you're right. But I was just trying to make it make up for lost time. I was just kind of thrown into this. I feel you. Cool. Well, Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge. Bah humbug. 
After a while of walking in the cold Christmas Eve air, Scrooge approaches his home. At least I think this is my house. It looked more like a haunted castle. But knowing what lies ahead of me, it's probably pretty appropriate. As Scrooge fumbles for his keys, he notices the door knocker morphing into the face of someone he recognizes. Carl? Ooh, John! I mean, Ebenezer! What pickle have you gotten the podcast arcade into? As quickly as the door knocker changed, it morphed back into its typical everyday shape. Okay, I may not be able to handle this as well as I'd hoped. Scrooge quickly got into his robes and prepared himself a simple meal of meat and cheese and ate alone in front of the lone fire in his cavernous, empty house. It's almost midnight. I know it's coming. I'm just not ready to see ghosts. Bigfoot, sure. Aliens, heck yeah. But ghosts, heck to the no. Ooh. Where's the paranormal dads when you need them? Ooh. Ah, John. I mean, Scrooge. Carl, you're a ghost. Look, we gotta commit to this, man, or we're never gonna get out of here. You're right. Do what you gotta do, Carl. I mean, Marley. Ebenezer Scrooge, behold my chains! I forged these chains in life with every evil and selfish act I committed. Such chains await you if you do not change tonight. Here it comes. Come on, man. Don't, Don't interrupt me. I was getting into my part. Uh, now where was I? Oh yeah. Tonight! Tonight you'll be visited by three ghosts. It will do you well to listen to what they have to say. When will they come? It's really tough to wake me up when I fall asleep. The first will come when the clock strikes a one. Hmm. Less than an hour. We could probably squeeze in a quick game of flapjacks and sasquatches. Really? Hmm, well, I I guess I don't see how one game could hurt. After a rousing game of flapsquatches and sasjacks... Wait, what? Oh, squatch, flaps, and jack sasses. Huh? Oh, sassy flaps and squatch jacks. Oh, give up. After a card game involving breakfast and Bigfoot, Scrooge, 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 oh, I can't even say that. Just continue on with the story. (sighs) Maybe I could get a quick five-minute nap in before the first cow shows up. Scrooge! Ah! The first ghost appeared in Scrooge's bedchamber in a blinding flash of brilliant light. Anthony? You're the ghost of Christmas past? I am! I have to be honest, I'm not as excited about seeing how crappy your past Christmas were as I am pumped about being able to fly just like the S-Man. Just one touch of my robes and we'll be up, up and away, baby. And with that, 
The ghost of Christmas past and Scrooge shot through the open window and straight up into the sky. Oh my god, I forgot about flying. I hate flying. <laughs> We're going to die. Check that, dude. You'd be the one to die. I'm already a ghost. Woo-hoo! As the pair flew through the sky above London, Scrooge noticed they were flying toward an intensely bright light. And as they flew closer, it began to grow brighter and brighter until they flew up and over an old building that looked strangely familiar to old Mr. Scrooge. Well, here we are, Ebenezer. Do you recognize where we are? Well, while I know that I didn't attend British boarding school, some of this does seem familiar. Only if because I've seen this in a story before. There you are, just a ten-year-old Scrooge. A micro-Scrooge, if you will. Left here to stay at school while your classmates all go home for the holidays. What parents would leave their little boy in such a depressing place all alone during the holidays? Eh, my parents weren't big Christmas people either. I'm telling you, this is going to be more difficult than you guys think. <laughs> oh, look, here comes the headmaster. Is that Mike? That's headmaster Mike to you. <clears throat> Ebenezer Scrooge, I see you're here staying at school for Christmas again this year. Yes, headmaster. I like to see that in today's use. A determination to excel even if that means sacrificing time with loved ones and friends. You'll see that as time goes by, you'll reap the rewards of your hard work as others flit away their time on fruitless pursuits and merriment such as Christmas. That, and I enjoy making people sad. It gives me a sense of superiority, and that probably stems from some form of childhood insecurity. Perhaps my mother didn't hug me enough. Which I somehow feel is never the case. But alas! Yes, Headmaster. Carry on with your work, boy, while I go and ponder my life's emptiness. Yes, Headmaster. Well, I guess it's easy to see who planted those ideas in your head. It was good advice. What child couldn't benefit from growing up quickly to gain advantage over his peers? <sighs> Time is fleeting, Scrooge. As you'll see as we visit another Christmas from your past. Where are we going now? Less where and more when, my man. Ah, here we are. Look through the window. Right there. What's this? Oh, it's the office of good old Mr. Fizzywig. My first employer. Well, you know, Scrooge's first employer. And he looks just like Eddie. It is me, John. I'm your boss from the past, baby. Let's just roll with this, my man. Old Eddie, a fizzywig. He ran such an exceptional company. He was always so kind and exuberant. Working at his firm was truly one of the great joys as a man of business. I do believe they're having one of his famous Christmas parties now. Let's go inside and check it out! Well, I suppose it couldn't hurt. <laughs> Maestro! Another song! We can't stop dancing while there's still wine and beer. Yes! That song's my favorite. No more wine for Mr. Fizzywig. He won't even remember this wonderful Christmas Eve. Bah! Come here, you! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, you weren't kidding. He knows how to throw a pretty badass pre-industrial revolution Christmas Eve bash. He really did. He was kind, loud, and generous. And I thought he was so silly and wasteful. 
Well, I imagine it must be expensive for a party like this. And if this money is just going to be used for a single holiday, then maybe it is a waste. But no! Look at the joy and happiness that is being shared among all the people in his employee and their families. The cost of a holiday meal, music, and drink yields a fortune in loyalty and goodwill. The return can't be measured in a balance sheet or ledger. It's an investment in people. Oh wait, I see what you did there. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Hey, who's that over there in the corner though? Oh, that's me! Scrooge motioned over to the corner where a young apprentice sat, recently graduated from college, and too bashful to ask for a dance with the beautiful young woman who has been invited to the party by an all-too-intrusive Mr. Fezziwig. Scrooge! What are you doing? There's a straight-up hottie who wants to dance with you! Should I go dancing? No way, man. He's talking to younger, cooler-looking you. Yeah. Get out there and ask Belle for a dance, you blasted wallflower! <laughs> hey, you! Fiddle player! Did I say stop playing? Play Freebird! Don't ask me what that is, just play it! Your great-great-grandkids are going to love it! <laughs> he knew what was better for me than I did. Thanks to him, Belle and I began to spend more time together. It's a pleasure to meet you. The pleasure is mine. Ebenezer, was it? My Uncle Fezziwig won't quit talking about how much he enjoys working with you. Let's see if you can dance as well as you can balance a ledger. Well, all right. And then what happened? Anthony, please don't make me live through this again. I'm sorry, dude. We have to. And we're here. The ghost of Christmas past and Scrooge left that Christmas so full of love and promise to one that held nothing but heartbreak. Ebenezer, you said that after you'd saved up enough money that we could get married. It's been ten years. How much more money do you need? If every time you whined about getting married and I got a dollar, I'd be a billionaire by now. Why can't you see I'm doing this for us? Can't you see that all I want is to be with you? Money comes and goes, Ebenezer, but we have each other today. I'll be made partner soon, then we can get married. You just need to be patient. No, not this time. You found so many ways to keep me waiting, Ebenezer, and I can't wait for you anymore. Goodbye. Whoa. That was intense. Wow, younger me was a real jerk. Even I'd break up with me, or, or Scrooge. You know what I mean. Yeah, uh, hey... We should go. Scrooge felt a rush of wind and saw a flash of light, and the ghost of Christmas past was gone. It was now nearly two in the morning, and exhaustion soon took the miser over, and he fell fast asleep. Not long after falling asleep, the clock struck two, and Scrooge was awakened by tremendous laughter coming from the bedroom down the hall from his room. He cautiously walked down the hall to the room he heard laughter from, cracked the door slightly, and peeked into the bedroom. He couldn't believe what he saw. A man as big as an elephant was laughing and eating by a massive feast all set beside a roaring fire in the fireplace. Come in, my man, and know me better. Ben? Wow, you're gigantic. Well, I know I've gained a little weight, but... John, we'll be locked away in this story forever if you keep this up. I am the ghost of Christmas present. The now. Today. Carpe diem, my man. Seize the fish. We've got to do something about this. 
You're just so big, I'm afraid you're going to destroy my house. Oh, well then, how's this? The ghost of Christmas present began to shrink down to the size of a normal man, but still large in stature, with a great beard, twinkling eyes, and a tremendous laugh. Now I'm travel-sized. Here, Scrooge, have a turkey leg and a beer. It's after two in the morning. I'm not even sure this counts as a meal for a hobbit. What's after a midnight snack but before breakfast? Oh, Tuesdays. Okay. And where did you get all this food? Dude, haven't you seen Kazam? I have fabulous magic powers. Excuse me? Don't you two think you should be getting back to the story? Who said that? I don't know, but she's right. <clears throat> Scrooge! I am the ghost of Christmas present. I am the ever-fleeting moment that you're either wishing to live over again, or the time you waste away anticipating and waiting. I am the now. I am going to show you what's happening on Christmas. This very moment. Tonight. Touch my robe, and we will be off. Yes, lead the way, spirit. In a flash, they disappear and then reappear inside the home of Scrooge's nephew, Fred. Hey, look, it's Andy. I mean, Fred. That young man that carries on in such a way, I'm not sure he ever takes life seriously. <laughs> some would say he just found a way to enjoy the moment. Yeah, some, I suppose. Everyone, thank you for coming to my Christmas party. Here, here. A gracious thank you to our host, Fred. Yes, and that dinner was fantastic. Happy holidays, everyone. Yes, indeed. Happy holidays. Hey, we should all play a party game. Now they're speaking my language. What game? Ticket to Ride? Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, let's play charades. Say what? Yeah! <laughs> okay, then charades it is. I'll go first. All right, let me think. Okay, I have it. Okay, it's something disagreeable? Something angry? Yes, something horrid. Is it a baby bunny? Wait, a what? A baby bunny? Yes, ugh, nasty little buggers. Vicious and evil, I tells ya. You mean a baby rabbit, right? Tiny, fluffy, and generally regarded as universally adorable? Like the little plushy one in the toy store? The very same. Oh, monstrous, vile little devils. Lord, save us from those heralds of Lucifer. Um, no. It's not a baby bunny. It's Scrooge. Oh, well, could have fooled me. Well, that wasn't very nice. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, Scrooge, if you put it out there, it comes back at you with even more power. I believe you call that interest, or a boomerang, do you not? Well played, spirit, well played. You made your point. Come, we've one more place to go. And with that, the pair left the party, only to appear in a different residence, in a very different part of the city. The houses are small and beginning to fall apart, but there is no question the love that they contain. Here we are just outside the home of the Cratchit family. I am not sure I am emotionally ready for this. Tough cookies. Let's go inside for a better look. With that, the pair stepped through the wall and observed, undetected by the Cratchit family. 
keep turning that goose. That's the secret to a perfect holiday feast. An evenly cooked goose. Yes, Mother. Oh, I can smell it. I'm so excited for Christmas. That's a goose? That thing looks like a pigeon. Well, Scrooge, that's part of the secret. These people have learned to be grateful, even in times of hardship and lack. Mother, when will Father be home? He'll be on his way, dearie. You know how he likes to look at the holiday lights with Tiny Tim. Oh, Tiny Tim, how I've missed him while I've been away from school. How is he? Is he showing any sign of improvement? Ah, uh, I wish I could say yes. Our little Tim has more love in his heart than anyone on this planet, but his body grows weak and the doctors, well, they certainly won't accept a well-roasted goose as payment, will they? Let us live in the love we all have together, now. Mother, Father and Tiny Tim are here. Oh yes, children, set the table. Get the goose, plums and potatoes. Hello, family. Bob, welcome home. Look at this Christmas Eve feast. Tiny Tim and I were just looking at the wonderful Christmas lights. Tiptoe through the tulips with me. Dude, not that Tiny Tim. Aw, oh, man, you guys don't let me have any fun. All right, then. Yes, the lights. Oh, they look so wonderful. We'd be here earlier, but Aaron, I mean Father, kept insisting on carrying me. Now, Tiny Tim, you know we need to see this story through or we'll be trapped here forever. Yes, it's my joy to carry my son, Tiny Tim, through the streets of London to marvel at the holiday lights. Yes, and thank you, family, for preparing the Christmas feast. Mr. Cratchit and Tiny Tim join their family at the table as Bob holds up his cup. Before we eat, I want to raise a cup to our health, happiness, and to the founder of the feast, Mr. Scrooge. There's my buddy. Wait for it. What? The founder of the feast? That Mr. Scrooge has done nothing but treat you terribly and taken advantage of your kindness time and time again. Why, I hope he was here. I'd give him such a piece of my mind, he'd not eat for a week. Boom. There it is. Ouch. Whoa, Spirit, you've aged. You're an old man now. Ah, uh, yes. The moments do fade quickly, and my time has come. Spirit, please tell me, will Tiny Tim live? As long as you don't pull a flashpoint, the events of the present will not change. Then the shadows of the future will remain. I see an empty chair at the Cratchit family table. My time draws near. Goodbye, Ebenezer Scrooge. Spirit, you've been so kind to me. Please don't go. Scrooge, the now is always there for you. Seize the fish. Don't wait to change. The last spirit is coming for you. Listen to what he is trying to teach you. Man, I don't think I'm ready for this. Here he is. Scrooge wakes up to the chimes of his clock striking three in the morning and notices a thick fog has completely filled his bedchamber. Oh, it's cold in here. Oh, wow, this isn't good. Ah! A hooded figure rises up from the floor, wearing a black, dusty robe. A ghostly green light emanates from his face and sleeves. Slowly, the figure raises his arm 
extends a finger and moans out. Ah, wait, Billy? Yeah, man, it's me. I mean, I guess some people think I'm the obvious choice for this, you know, being like the horror movie fan and all, but hey, play to your strengths, am I right? Are you here to show me the Christmas of yet to come? Otherwise known as the future? Woo woo woo, you know it. I've always wanted to be in a time travel story. And while this isn't necessarily Bill and Ted, <laughs> I'll still take it. Well, Scrooge, time to go see what your terrible decision-making has done for everyone. I'm really not looking forward to this. Touch my robe, dude. What is it with all this robe touching? Can't you just... Touch it. Touch it. All right. I'm touching your robe. We're here! Oh, that wasn't so bad after all, I guess. Wait. Are we in a graveyard? <laughs> this is so metal. Scrooge and the spirit make their way through the graveyard until they happen upon Bob Cratchit standing over a small grave. Scrooge, look, just over there. Oh no. Goodbye, Tiny Tim. I did my best. I really did. I'm literally not dead. I'm over here, guys. Over here. Guys, I'm over here. If only we could have done more. Guys, I'm over here. Although it's sad you're gone, it's an integral part of this story, and that's really important if we want to get back to our rightful time and place. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like totally dead, and I miss you, Father. Oh, Spirit, this breaks my heart. What an absolute jerk I've been. Oh, that ain't the half of it, Scrooge. Look just over that hill. The pair approach a single gravesite, without flowers or any sign of anyone who may have visited. Two gravediggers are just finishing up their work. Oi, mate. This one here is downright sad. Too true. Absolutely no one coming to visit this bloke. You gotta be of a particular sort of nasty human being to have not one person come and bid you farewell into the great beyond. This inspires me to examine my own life and to make the necessary changes to me character so that me loved ones know how much they mean to me. That I may avoid a grim fate such as this unlucky fellow that which we just buried. That's deep right there, that is. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, no, I meant that grave over there. I nearly fell into it. Oh, it'd be a nasty fall, that would. Oh, yeah, that is a deep grave, isn't it? Wait, no one came to visit this person? Who is it? Hey man, calm down a little bit. No, I need to see whose grave this is. This is utterly heartbreaking. Completely forgotten like this, I have to see who this is. Oh man, you're, you're going to regret this. Scrooge stepped up to the headstone, but as he began to realize that he was standing on his own grave, the ground opened up to reveal a gaping, flaming pit straight into the mouth of hell. Welcome to your eternal.
can change. I've taken change management classes. Please let me change. Oh, Scrooge. Welcome to your new home, baby. You thought you were so smart. Huh? Well, you'll have a long time to think about what you could have done differently. <laughs> no, let me change. I know I can change. Scrooge was awakened by the chimes of the church bells and carolers announcing it was Christmas Day. He ran to the window, threw it open, and looked outside. Oh, I didn't miss it. It's not too late. You! Down there! Boy! Boy? Dude, like, I'm a grown man. Yes, you! Take this money and fetch me the goose from the store. The one as big as me? I mean... Like, dude, that's that's a pretty big goose. Yes. Well, yeah, I guess I can do that. Hurry, boy. Dude, I told you I'm a grown man. Look, I got a beard. Whatever. Scrooge approaches the house and takes on the countenance of his old self. Angry and cold, he knocks on the door. Bob, why exactly aren't you at work today? Um, Mr. Scrooge, you said I could have the day off. It's Christmas. It is Christmas. And a merry one to you and your wonderful family. Mr. Scrooge, are you okay? Bob, I've never been better. Be sure to begin tomorrow bright and early to discuss doubling your salary and making you partner. And Tiny Tim... Tomorrow, we'll find you the best doctors in London to begin making you well again. And God bless us, everyone. Now let's party. Well, Krampus, they pulled it off. I never doubted them for a second. I just wanted to have a little fun as all. Well, I hope you did. And we hope you did as well. From all of us at the Podcast Arcade, Happy Holidays!